Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Nintendo Fanboys. And this is going to be a little bit of a different episode of Fanboys today because Steven's got to run. So we're going to jump on ahead and talk just about our main topic of the show. And then Steven's going to say his goodbyes and uh, take off. And then I'm going to, you know, continue with a, a couple other topics and stuff like that. So we should have a full episode for you today. Um, and hopefully it's going to be a good one because we were super excited and waiting for a brand new Nintendo Direct. And uh, Nintendo sort of surprised the world and just released it and called it a, a Nintendo Direct Mini. And so what we're going to talk about is we're going to go through all the different announcements, um, not necessarily in order, but uh, yeah. So ready to begin, Mansoor? Let's do this. Alrighty. So uh, at the beginning of the Direct, there were a couple of announcements. I'm going to just quickly go through a few. There was Celeste is, uh, it's if you don't know, it's a pixelated platformer. And it's sort of like Super Meat Boy and uh, Towerfall. It's very, very, very challenging game. It's been on Steam and I believe a few other, um, a few other platforms. But something that I noticed that's sort of like a trend with the Switch is accessibility. And so they showed basically what amounts to like a super easy mode where everything is slowed down. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, Faye was also announced by EA. I think that's how they pronounce it. And it's basically like a, a platforming, uh, well, platforming, like an action-adventure platforming game. Very, very stylistic. Uh, looks really good, actually. Looks very, very nice. Uh, the big one was uh, The World Ends With You. If you don't recall, that was for the Nintendo DS, and it's actually, this year marks the 10th anniversary of the game, and so they announced that it's going to get, like, you know, the Switch revamp version. It's basically the exact same game with nicer visuals. There's going to be an epilogue um, chapter in it, and uh, I think they said there's going to be, like, motion control support, like Joy-Con support, something like that. Um, and the other one, like, I'm just going to, like, tackle a couple of announcements together was uh ease eight is coming to uh the switch sometime this summer so anything to add with those uh announcements yeah those are pretty pretty decent like the world ends with you i couldn't really care about that game i know a lot of people love it for some reason i never played that one but it it, it doesn't sound <laughs> it doesn't seem like my style of game but it it's cool to have it back Faye is an EA game, so it's always nice to have an EA game. A Celeste, I think it was called, looks promising that one. I might give a download. And what's the other one you talked about? Uh, Ease 8. Ease, Ease 8, that's, that's one game I never played. I think it's on the PS4, maybe on the Vita. Yep. And I haven't played Ease in a while, so this one I might actually be interested in. So that's a pretty solid addition. The only problem with this, I think it's going to be a team tour uh, in this... Uh, podcast is that none of these games are really new or exclusive to the platform and that's something you're gonna you're gonna notice yeah no absolutely um for me with these four i'm actually to be really honest i'm i'm kind of interested in all four of them it's uh i'm not you know like oh my gosh i can't believe this is this is hitting the platform best third party uh, title ever i am curious to see how the world ends with you actually does that was a game that uh, a lot of people really really like i don't know how it actually sold but it was very critically well received i'm just not sure commercially because i don't know like was there ever a world ends with you part 2 3 4 6 no i don't think so although i i think there was 
a director's cut or a final remix version of it in Japan. I might be totally wrong here, but I, I think there was a, like some kind of other version in Japan of that game. So that's why I, t I, I, I thought it was curious that they're calling this one final remix because I thought there was already one call like that. But I'm probably a one one hundred percent wrong here. So okay, well, interesting. I, I'm I'm that name. It's it's. It's challenging because, like, Final Remix, I know they've done for Kingdom Hearts on a yeah. lot of their, their titles, so I'm not sure. But uh, for me, Yeez 8, I'm happy about that because I never had a chance to play it on the PS4 and or the Vita, and I, I like Yeez. Yeez is a great series, and I know I had heard, like, a lot of uh, issues with this particular translation, so obviously it's going to be based on the new translation that's actually uh, getting released uh, relatively soon. So, okay, now we'll talk about uh, essentially what amounts to as uh, one of the biggest exclusives for the Switch for the next, I guess, I guess I could say the beginning of the year, uh, which is Kirby Star Allies. Uh, it's coming out on March 16th, and they talked a little bit about some of the power-ups and uh, co-op and, and, and things like that. Um, I've never, I mean, I've said this a bajillion times now that I've, I, I haven't been a giant Kirby, you know, fanatic, but it's something that I, I really plan to remedy this year. And the reason why is because like you, uh, with Pokemon and, and, you know, sending me the games and all this sort of stuff. I, I'm now a believer, <laughs> right? Like, uh, I think it's a great series and I'm, I'm, I'm actively looking forward to, uh, the next Pokemon game. Uh, actually gonna replay Crystal in just what, like two weeks or something like that? Uh, so I really want to give Kirby a chance, like a legitimate chance and, and go through. And I mean, what better place to start than, you know, like a, a new game? I just hope that it's not too I, I hope the, it doesn't emphasize co-op and stuff like that too much because that could be problematic if I don't have anyone to play with. Do you have anything on this one? Yeah, I'm a bit disappointing on it because last was it last year or the year before? I think it was the year before Kirby Planet Robobot was released on the 3DS and that was an amazing game, the best Kirby game ever made in my opinion. And this one, I first off, I don't like the name. Star Allies make, makes it sound like it's a spin-off. It makes it sound like it's not a full Kirby game. And from the video I've seen of it, the footage I've seen in the direct, it, it's, it doesn't seem to be as epic as Planet Robobot. It seems more like a, a short adventure, really. I don't know. There's something off about this. Maybe I'm totally wrong because when Planet Robobot was announced, I wasn't exactly super hyped about it and then it ended up being awesome. So just don't have your hopes up for this one. It doesn't really feel to me like this is going to be a step up from Planet Robobot. Well, so then I should have tried that one. Yes, that one is a, a, a must-play game in my opinion. You and your opinions. I Dad. have plenty of them. <laughs> you have too many of them. Uh, okay, so the the thing is, I want to I want to just stress this again. I want to reiterate this uh, while you're here. Is I'm, I mean, I may be wrong, but I believe this was pretty much their big exclusive for Switch for the first like almost for the first half of the year. So I view that as like not exactly the best news if what like your comments uh, are true. You know, like if if it if it. If it's an underwhelming game, that's going to be a little bit sad because it's essentially going to be the very first 
you know, like one year anniversary of the uh, Switch. It's going to be like the first next second gen like Switch game. So that would be that would be kind of disappointing. Okay, next up uh, is a game that I have not played uh, either on the Wii U or on the um, on the Switch, and that is Pokémon Tournament. Uh, they announced that there's going to be two waves, essentially new. Um, uh, what are they called? New Pokémon are going to be coming to the game. Um, and I, I can't pronounce these yeah, at all. Yeah, Slash and Blastoise. Yeah, but there's also apparently, uh. Yeah, Mega Rayquaza will be added as a, what, what do they call it? as a setup Pokemon or a partner? Like, it's not a, uh, actually I don't playable. I, yeah, we can pretty much just go through that. There's basically two waves of DLC. You can buy it as a, a pack and it's available now with some new avatars. And it's the same thing with Mario Odyssey except that, that mode is free. There's going to be some DLC available in February, I believe, with some new modes and some yeah. uh, new costumes maybe. I don't remember what, what yeah. else it was, but uh, it's basically some free goodies except for po- Pokemon is, is paid DLC, but it's brand new characters so it'll add some longevity to the game yeah the the stuff for for mario is essentially um it's basically one mode there's one where you have to hide balloons in the maps you get 30 seconds to do it and then the 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 flip side is that uh the other players have to find your balloons within a certain set period of time that's it it's basically just an excuse uh, to go back and play more Mario Odyssey if, if you're into the game. Uh, they also announced just while we're, we're on this, uh, Payday 2 is coming to the Switch, uh, on February 27th and, uh, it's gonna have a Switch exclusive character for a timed exclusive. So just for a little bit. So again, I, I'm sure you have nothing to really say about that. So going. Nope, nope. Two other, two other games, just quick, quick. Um, Donkey Kong is going to join uh, Mario and Rabbits via DLC. I don't know is, oh yeah, it's part of the season pass stuff. Um, so yeah, you can purchase it separately or you can purchase it through the season pass. Unfortunately, I don't think either one of us have played that game. So I don't really have too much to add. I mean, DLC for good Switch games, that's, that's, that's a plus, keeps them in your uh, system. Okay, and uh, we got a new game here, Mario Tennis Aces. Now, this actually looks very good, uh, in my opinion, anyway. And the fact that it's going to have a story mode for the first time since, uh, what was it called, Power Tour, I think, on the yeah. uh, Game Boy Advance. Uh, I'm actually, I'm kind of looking forward to that. That that could be very good. Uh, Camelot usually doesn't disappoint with its uh, tennis games. Yeah, well, you obviously skipped over Mario... The Mario Tennis game on the Wii U, which was total crap. So I'm very, I'm very, I'm not gonna keep my hopes up for this game until I play it because, like, the last time I was burned so, so badly with this one that the fact that they are adding a story mode is promising, but they really screwed, screwed us over with the Mario Tennis game on, uh, what was called, what was the, what on the Wii U? Yeah. I don't remember the name. I don't remember, but yeah. Something like, uh, Ultra something was on. Anyway, it was bad. Very, very bad. Ultra so Smash. Un- Ultra Smash, yeah. So until this game is released, like they have a lot of, gr- a lot of, uh, ground up to make. And hopefully this one is a full Mario Tennis game. It's not just a quick cash that they did on the Wii U to cover some, some ground because they didn't have any games coming. So until, like, that's the reason why I'm not as, skeptical as you are with this one so we'll see 
Okay, well, no, that that's actually good. I want to have a differ of opinion. That That's good. Okay, so moving right along, we have Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. This is one that um, I believe was in our predictions, like talking about, uh, maybe we didn't single out that game, but just the, the idea of, like, you know, contenders when we were discussing about what could be brought over to... Um, yeah. To switch, I'm pretty yeah, sure this one's we... a this one's a smart move. Like I, yeah. I never really I p- didn't play much of Tropical Freeze on the Wii U, and this gives me a reason to play it. And also, it adds a super easy mode on it. So we'll see uh, if 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 I find it too hard, I always have that option, which I usually do use nowadays because I suck at video games and I want to play more. But the problem I have is with Hyrule Warriors. Would they also announce Definitive Edition, which I believe no one wants? Like we've already had a 3DS and a Wii U version of that game, and that's a two or, or two year or three old three year old game by now, if mm-hmm. not more. Was re- was it 2015 or 2014? Anyway, well, it doesn't in a really second, but yeah, but it, basically it's old, and like we just got Fire Emblem. So I, I I don't I don't know why dude, they dude, did that. fourteen. Yeah, that's a four year old game, man. So I don't get why they chose that game. There's so many other Wii U games they could have ported instead of this, like Captain Toad. But maybe their Captain Toad will come in the second half because uh, I don't want to see any more Wii U ports in 2019. Like this is the last year to get them out. If they want to do a bit, I have no problem now. But this one is a real strange decision in my opinion, because I don't really feel like many people were craving that game. Yeah, I, I'm I'm there with you. I, I was very surprised by this, like very surprised. I watched the trailer after for the definitive version showing split screen and all this sort of stuff and all this DLC and, you know, and, and the Breath of the Wild inspired outfits and stuff like that. But it's like, give us 3D World. You know what I mean? Like, and like what you suggested, like that, that combo pack with Captain Toad and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, this, I was a little surprised too, to be honest. And the only thing I can think of is that it's easy, that it's just, it's a quick game. However, that being said, uh, it's got a launch date of spring, which I, I'm a little surprised because, well, what exactly does that mean? You know, like this shouldn't be, this should just be like a, a soft release, meaning that this this could be the type of thing like, oh, by the way, guys, in a press release, you know, like we're we're gonna we're gonna release this game uh, like the third week of February or whatever. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. We're not hyping it up. It's but I don't know. I'm 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 right there with you. I'm I'm very surprised. Because they're trying to spread out the releases, I believe, because they already have Bayonetta one and two coming out in February. Yep. So. And uh, when's the Donkey Kong is in May, so I imagine that uh, Zelda uh, Hyrule will probably be in March or in June. So they want to spread things out. So I, that's that's good. Hopefully, like in the second half of 2018, they have a, a bit a bit of a better lineup because so far it, the first half of 2018 seems a bit low, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it certainly seems light. Uh, that's what I was telling Ahmed. I was like, yeah, I'm like, uh, so far, every single thing that I've spoken about that Nintendo is making, I feel are just basically Wii U games. And that includes the tennis game and that includes um, uh, Kirby. Like, I, I look at this stuff and I'm like, I'm I'm 
almost positive that these are all Wii U games that, uh, or or using Wii U existing assets or stuff like that, that they're simply bringing over to the uh, to the Switch. I, like I, I'm fairly confident it's going to be around like December 2018. Like, you know, like late 2018 before we see real genuine Wii, uh, Wii, uh, Switch software that was developed from the ground up for the, mm-hmm. for the Switch. Cause I, I'm, I'm still of the belief that Mario wasn't, that Mario Odyssey was a Switch game that they just simply, you know, moved over to, uh, to yeah, Switch. Yeah, you mean a Wii U game to the Switch, yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, yeah. I want to talk quickly about that SNK Fighters because yep. uh, I don't think this is not a huge deal on, except for people like you, like Jared. Like yep. This is for yep. the hardcore SNK, SNK Neo Geo fans. Sounds pretty cool. I was a bit perplexed by the trailer because they mentioned that it was a one-button fighter. I don't know if you missed this. Really? So I Probably what they meant is that there's going to be a, a casual mode with one button. Yeah, re 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 listen to that that part. You'll hear that, and that really perplexed me. So I hope that's not Ugh. exactly the whole deal with this, because this seems like it's a new game for the Switch. So maybe they wanted to make a casual game for Switch owners. So hopefully that's not the case. Well, but still yeah. pretty cool uh, announcement. Uh, that's mainly for hardcore gamers. Like this will not move Switch, but. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, um, and just, um, as like an FYI, uh, or an aside, it wasn't even in, I'm, I'm on IGN's list right now of all the different announcements and they didn't even mention it in yeah. the announcements. Yeah, that's but, how. Well, exactly. Um, yeah, that's how small of a, a deal this is. Exactly. Uh, and it's, it's also, I just want to add really, really quick because I know you got to go. Um, it's, it's not an exclusive. It's coming to PS4 as well. Okay. Okay. So, uh, last, is there anything else before? No, nope, just the big news. Yeah. Go just for it. Dark Souls? Okay. Yeah. So they ended with Dark Souls, which was pretty cool because this was the first time this game was announced. And then later it was revealed it was also coming on PS4, Xbox One, PC, and everything else. Yeah. But that's pretty cool. I'm not really interested because I played the heck out of Dark Souls, the original one, and it's so hard that I don't want to go back to that game. But what's interesting is that in the Nintendo Life report, they're saying that they're planning on bringing the whole trilogy to the Switch. And if they do that, now we're talking because I've never played two and three and if they can bring that over to the switch maybe add a baby mode for us <laughs> something <laughs> for <like> you <laughs> for me maybe I'll, I'll consider trying them but that's still a pretty pretty huge deal to get dark souls on the switch because that's the first time it's available on the go and dark souls is a huge name now in video games so this is going to move it's going to sell has the potential to sell really well for the switch so overall i was disappointed by this direct for many reasons but i i have to go right now so i'm going to end up quickly but i really hope they do another one in may or march and to talk about the back end of 2018 i hope they know what they're doing and they have some actual games to show us and i hope we have an indies coming out soon because i'm enjoying the heck out of blossom tales right now and i want more games like that and i'm pretty sure we're gonna get a lot of indies on the system because like they're selling really well right now and everybody wants a fair share on that so i know you're going to continue on so hopefully you talk about a lot more stuff and i'll be sure to download this and listen to that because i love hearing you talk and thanks to everybody to uh, who listen to me and whatnot and i'll see you in the next podcast and keep it on going man 
All right. Well, thanks, Stephen. And you have yourself a good rest of the day. And uh, so let's just keep going, guys. So basically, um, what what Stephen said, I don't know if, if I'm in total... Like, I, I don't know if I would say, like, oh, it was a, a total disappointment type of thing. It it was in one regard and wasn't in another. Uh, the, the big problem was the hype that was around this particular uh, Direct. You see, the, the thing is, Nintendo right now is completely on fire, right? Like, they just announced that the Switch is the fastest... No, what was, yeah, the fastest selling a console in U.S. history and worldwide. It's doing phenomenal. So... It's it makes sense. Like very very soon worldwide, the Switch will surpass the lifetime sales of the Wii U. Like in probably in the next you know eighteen months, that's going to happen. It already happened in Japan, and I'm sure it's going to happen worldwide very very soon. So that means there's a lot of people who are genuinely interested in the Switch, and that's great. You know, I mean that's that's absolutely fantastic. So the thing is, like, okay. Well, what now, right? Like, what is the next thing that that's going to happen? Like, we got the system, and I got Zelda, I got Mario. What what am I going to be playing on next? So they were genuinely excited about this particular Direct, and it was so funny because Nintendo was even trolling people. <laughs> like, they, they started uh, last week. Or was it last week? Yeah, it was last week, January 5th. They had a post on Twitter showing like that little um, bird from Super Mario Odyssey, basically like, I know the secret, you're going to have to find the secret. And then yesterday with, uh, what is it, Chibi Robo, they had uh, a, a post of him, just a picture of him like with flames all over. And then other companies jumped in, Capcom, the official, this is official uh, Twitter accounts actually started posting all these different things from like different companies so like there was like fireman from cap uh, from capcom sonic had like uh some post and uh, like there was a i think was it dark souls post i don't know there was just so many companies assassin's creed had a post of all these things with fire and they're like the hype is real and once something gets hyped to that level to that point it it just gets completely out of control. And that's precisely what happened here. Just not realistic, right? Like there was no way Nintendo was going to have another sort of March, uh, March, January 2017 direct whereby, you know, they revealed all kinds of stuff about the system. Like that, that was just not going to happen. And if that's what people thought, well, guys, come on, right? We have to look back at history and people very frequently don't do this nintendo put everything they had into the launch of the switch and what i mean by that is not day one but year one like they really went all out for 2017 and it was evident it was really really evident the system Right now, okay, if I, if I look around my house, it is the only electronic device that I own, uh, except for like a blender that doesn't play Netflix. Think of that. Like seriously, and you know what I'm talking about. Like in terms of phones and the, my, my television has Netflix built into it. You might listen. Oh, uh, who cares, Jared? Stop, stop complaining or whatever. It's just, yeah, okay, fine. It may not be like the killer app or whatever, but. These are features that 
everything has, you know, like built in everything has having a device released today that doesn't have something like that is perplexing. And this isn't, this isn't again, a knock on the company and like, Oh, they're the worst, which is garbage. It's just that now you have a tremendously successful platform and I'm, I'm of the belief that now's the time, you know, like why, why aren't you talking about things like that? Like where you're going to bring on, have another direct, but specifically looking at things like that, like the firmware, this system is so unbelievably basic that the Wii U had more features day one than this. How, how is that possible? And so it's just things like that, like for me, where like I can sort of agree with uh, Stephen saying that it was a little bit disappointing, the direct, just that, but, but by the same token, like I was also of the belief that there was no way that this was going to be like an E3 level event. And so I'm disappointed in the sense that we didn't find out about Netflix type of stuff. We didn't find out anything about their online platform. We didn't find out about the virtual console, which honestly I'm starting to wonder if it's ever going to get a virtual console or if they really are going to work on something like a Netflix subscription service where you'll have access to everything that's on that. And I mean, they, they already spoke a little bit about that uh, last year with their online infrastructure plans. But like the fact that you're not talking about this sort of stuff is what makes me go, hmm, because you really should. Like now is the time to strike, you have millions of people that are actively interested in this console. Like, make this happen, guys. And now let's look back at the Direct itself. I'm not terribly disappointed. Dark Souls is a big one to have, but much like Steven, I, I can't. I just don't have the time to invest in ridiculously, you know, crazy difficult games. Which is why I'm actually extremely excited about Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Because that game was balls hard, man. It was crazy. And now I don't have a full list because we did have to rush today, which I apologize for. It's all Steven's fault as usual. Um, but I really wanted to write down like what is coming out in January and what is coming out in February and, and so on and so forth. Because for me, there's actually some decent stuff now. Cause now we have Bayonetta. We have like, if I, I look and I, this is off the top of my head here. I know that Lost Sphere and Wonder Boy and Pokemon Crystal are all coming out pretty much the same week. Like Lost Sphere and Wonder Boy are both coming out on January 23rd. And then January 26th on the 3DS, we get Pokemon Crystal uh, we've got Dragon Quest Builders on the 9th, and today that was something else that was announced was a demo. And then on that, on uh, the 15th of February, we have Secret of Mana that's coming out on the PS4 and the Vita. And then we have Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2 coming out on the 16th. So I'm like, ugh. And then we've got, for me anyway, there's Nino Kuni 2 coming out on March 20, um, 23rd. So, that's some big stuff, but now also I can throw into that something like, uh, what was Kirby? Kirby was March 16th, you know? So like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to add that one in and, and we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. It's just overall. Yeah. I would say that this was, it was a decent mini direct, 
but certainly a disappointment in the, the, the greater scheme of things. And the hype, like I said, we just talked a little bit about the Nintendo Direct hype itself. And I mean, people were, were freaking out over this. This was like really going crazy. And the fact that Nintendo was trolling people as well sort of was feeding into that hype that people were like, wow, this is going to be friggin' awesome. And they didn't even hype it like at all. They just like legit hype saying like, you know, join us next week for a look at blah, blah, blah. blah. Instead it was like, wham, here it is. And, and I think, I think once all said and done, I think there's going to be a lot of people disappointed with this just because they're going to look and say like, Oh God, what am I going to play for me? It's good. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's actually very good because of what I just said. I, my, my first half of the year is booked because I can only pretty much play like one larger game a month now. Like I just, there's, there's no time to play anything else. So even those games that I listed, those are ones that I am going to pick up because I genuinely want to play them, but we'll see if I'm actually going to have a chance to play all those games. I really hope so, but we'll, we'll see. So that's, uh, that's pretty much it for the Nintendo Direct. I mean, I'm sure if Steven was here, we would have talked a little bit more about the hype itself, but I think that's good. I'd like to move on because there's a couple of things that I really want to get to today. And the first one was Blossom Tales. And Stephen and I had an amazing conversation yesterday talking about just indie releases in, in, in general. And he was talking about how Stardew Valley was basically his go-to. So basically, like, when there's an indie release, he compares it to to that game because one individual yes it took them a long time but they did literally everything you know from the music to the design and it's such a gargantuan game with tons of features and if you compare that to animal crossing or you compare that to harvest moon it actually holds up unbelievably well and in fact in a lot of ways is better than than those games so that's a big deal right like that's a really really big deal and he made a really good point saying how that metroid um, what it's called, uh, Samus, Re- Samus Returns, was it? Yeah, anyway, whatever. The, the remake that was just released for Metroid 2, how the media, for the, for the most part, was like swooning over it. Like it was like the greatest thing to ever hit the 3DS, one of the best games on the 3DS. And I looked at that and I was like, hey guys, the, the, the truth is that this is a, it's a, it's a good game, but it's kind of a crappy Metroid. And, Truly, overall, in the greater scheme of things, in the 3DS's library, this really isn't nothing that special. But because we don't get many of these games, the reviews are just, like, inflated like crazy. And and I agreed with that. I, I genuinely agreed with that. And why I mention that is because that has a lot to do with Blossom Tales. So Blossom Tales is a Zelda clone, okay? It, it legit is. Um, the guys were trying to make it, it was, it was designed, excuse me, it was developed by two guys. Uh, they also brought in, I believe, someone else to do the music. And there may be, there might be a, you know, a handful of others, uh, involved at some point in some way. I don't want to take anything away. I mean, this is, it's a really good game. It's just that it isn't a phenomenal game. It, it really truly feels like an indie release. Is there anything wrong with that? No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's just that there are some people that are blowing this up like it's, you know, like oh, the greatest Zelda thing ever. Well, no, not not at all. I don't want to I don't want to take anything away from the this particular game because I it's a blast. It's super addicting and it really does harken back to those days 
of the original Legend of Zelda all the way up to and including A Link to the Past. And I think they did a really good job with the dialogue, but there's there's a lot of issues with the game in terms of balancing, in terms of uh, just overall progression, the fact that, you know, you'll you'll stick to two or three weapons throughout the entire game just because they seem to work better against every single enemy. Now, I really, I know that sounds like, oh, wow, but much like Metroid on the 3DS, I actually have been having an utter blast with the game. I'm probably, once everything's said and done, because I'm going for all the different uh, goodies that are available in the game, I'm probably going to have put in like a good 10 or 12 hours into it. And... And I loved every minute of it. Like, it's a really good indie release. But just don't expect this to win, like, Game of the Year awards or anything like that. It was designed for those people that miss 2D Zelda games and are looking for, like, just a little quick little, you know, diversion. And it, it does a really good job. Now... If you compare this to Zelda games, well, no, it, it doesn't hold up. I mean, there's essentially four dungeons and there's 48 heart, con- well, pieces rather, not containers. There's 12 other heart containers that you can get. And that it's good. It, that's fine. It's just, you know, it doesn't have the polish or the, the design that obviously Nintendo has. But due to the fact that these games are almost never released anymore... It's a big deal. And, and I'm okay with that. I think it should be celebrated for, for that fact that, you know, there aren't that many releases in this particular subgenre anymore. And damn it, I want there to be. So let's, let's go ahead and buy that game. It's a really, really good game. And by the way, I really highly recommend you guys go and check out my uh, Twitter feed because what I do there is I, Post pictures of progression without spoilers. I don't try and spoil anything for anybody. But if you want to follow along and see like what I'm playing, by all means, go check that out. We have a lot of people now that, that are starting to interact with us on Twitter. And it's a lot of fun as I'll always post like a little picture and I'll just have like a little comment to say something. And, and with this, I've been hyping it up quite a bit as I've been playing it because like I said, I think it deserves it. It's a really, really good game, but I like to be honest with people. And I think a lot of times with indie releases, it, it gets lost in the shuffle. Like people are like, this is the greatest game ever. And, and no, you know, like this isn't Axiom Verge. It's a really good Zelda clone, but it's not Axiom Verge, it's not Stardew Valley, it's not um, Shovel Knight, but it is a very, very good game, and I love certain elements. For example, I absolutely adore the fact that it's a story that's being told from a grandfather's perspective, and he's he at times stumbles as he's telling the story and the kids will come in and be like, Oh, you know, you faced off against like a, a, a female pirate captain. And then the, the, the grandson will be like, well, no, or the, the granddaughter will say like, no, no, it was ninjas. And depending on what you select for the story, you'll actually change that particular character. And I, I wish that aspect of the game was used a lot more because I, I it's really underutilized. And I also mentioned about some of the poor design. It's not poor as in bad design. It's simplistic design. The puzzles are almost always the same. 
There's about three different variations of puzzles, but they're all very, very similar. Move the blocks. Uh, there's tiles that you have to walk over in a certain pattern in order to unlock uh, the doors. And then there's like sound tiles that you have to, or sound pillars that you have to hit in a certain sequence. And that's pretty much it for every single dungeon. So a little bit, uh, a little bit simplistic in that, uh, in that regard, but a very, very good game. One that I truly recommend. Like I, I, I think. If you're looking for a Zelda clone and you you have been sort of, you know, missing that style of game, well, you could do a lot worse than Blossom Tales. So I hope you guys check it out. And speaking of checking out, what we're going to do right now is I'm going to show you guys the top 15 games that are currently available on the Nintendo eShop on the Switch. And I'm recording this on January 11th, okay? So you're going to see this on the 14th. So it, it, you know, it's a couple of days earlier. So just FYI, all right? Okay, so number one, and this is what I wish Steven was here for so that we could talk about, because to me, this is really starting to get evident here. Number one is Versus Super Mario Brothers. That's right. Versus Super Mario Brothers is the number one game uh, currently available on the eShop. And why I want to talk about that just very ever so briefly before we, we move on is the fact that people want a virtual console. And when I said that I was a little bit disappointed with the direct in the sense of features, that is one of them that I'm really perplexed by. I don't understand why there isn't a virtual console unless they're working on a Netflix like model because this doesn't make sense clearly people are 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 craving nintendo's classic games and i just don't get it i don't understand why the virtual console isn't here can we not have both can we not be able to purchase classic nintendo made games third-party games whatever plus have a Netflix-like subscription model if that's indeed where they're going? Because I, I don't understand this. Having versus Super Mario Brothers is the number one game currently available on the um, on the eShop shows me that people want their, their, their retro Nintendo goodness. So I, I'm very, very perplexed by that. Why we still have no idea. One year without a virtual console on the Switch is just ridiculous. All right, number two is Rocket League. Rocket League must be doing very, very well on the Switch because, man, everyone that uh, everyone that I know who has a Switch purchased the game. So it must be doing very well. Stardew Valley, number three, that game, I have a feeling, is going to outsell all other versions because it's the perfect platform to have a game like Stardew Valley on. Uh, with the Switch because you can take it anywhere you want. You want to play it on the big screen? Go for it. But for the most part, you can use this system as a portable. And I think that was something else that was very clear to me from the Direct is that a lot of third parties are, or even Nintendo are really looking at the portable aspect of this and being like, you know, what, what fits both the at-home and on the go? And having Dark Souls on a portable is pretty wild, man, if you think about that. Okay, number four is Oxen Free, and that's because it's 75% off, so I'm sure that, that certainly helped it. Number five is Mario Kart 8, six Mario Kart, uh, Mario Kart, uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Both games obviously still doing very, very well. 
Number seven, Minecraft. Number eight, Zelda. The, again, doing very, very well. And this is funny. Steven just popped on, because I've got my Switch right now, and Steven just popped on playing Blossom Tales. He's really clearly working hard, right? Right. He had to go. He had to go to finish Blossom Tales, liar. All right. Uh, we have, uh, what is it? NBA Playgrounds as number nine. Number 10 is Overcooked Special Edition. 11 is, oh boy, what is that? Gun, Gungan? Gungan? Enter the, instead of dungeon, it would be Gungan. Uh, sn- what was it? Snipper Clips? I think. Yeah, Snipper Clips. At number 12, 13, Human Fall Flat, 14, Sonic Mania, and 15 is the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. Now, Sonic Mania must also be doing very well, because that's been in the top 15 since launch, pretty much. And I, I have a feeling, again, given the retro flair, that it, it's going to really perform well on the Switch. And this brings me to to, you know, back to the number one game here versus Super Mario Brothers. Where in the hell is the virtual console. I don't understand. I don't want to harp, but I really don't understand. So that is pretty much what we had for today. I'm not going to forget the blast from the past because I know Stephen will give me hell if I do that. And unfortunately, we made a huge mistake ages ago, and I continue to make the mistake right now, and that is I don't know what we've spoken about in the past. And I'm starting to think that we have repeated games and that we might continue to repeat games. And I have a a feeling I may actually have, you know, made, mentioned this game before. Have I ever mentioned Mario Pinball Land? I'm not sure, but Steven may have. So, I'm not sure. But I wanted to discuss that. But if if I did screw up, okay, then what I can talk about... Oh, I'm going to mention both. Is uh, Essentially, it's follow-up, which was done again by Fuse Games. And that's Metroid Prime Pinball. So both those were, were very fun games. They didn't do amazing. They didn't, you know, sell gangbusters. Like, here, I'm just looking. Metroid Prime Pinball sold 6,228 copies in its first month in the United States, so it bombed. But I really enjoyed that concept. I'm a big fan of pinball, especially in real life, and I I really enjoyed Super Mario Pinball. Is what it was called, I believe, in Japan. I, I actually imported the game, and Metroid Prime Pinball was a very good game too. They're both simplistic, but they both sort of catered to their the fan base of those particular series they both featured really good music and they had single player uh almost like not not necessarily a story but just just very well done games that you should certainly look look at or look into if you're curious and i i would love to say hey you should go and uh you know purchase them on the virtual console uh on the switch but of course that's not possible although they might be available on the 3DS, although I doubt it. I'm just looking here. No, I don't see any mention. Uh, Wii U Virtual Console for the Super Mario Pinball. Well, Mario Pinball Land is what that one was called. 
Okay, yeah, I'm just looking now. So it doesn't, I don't think they ever released uh, Prime. It was just on the DS and that was it, probably because it bombed. But I'm a fan of those things and they, they really are a blast from the past. So let's, let's just talk about Metroid then and we'll not talk about it, but let's say go check that one out because that one really clearly didn't, uh, didn't set the world on fire. So I'm only going to check, uh, I don't remember if it was a digital only. I don't think so. Metroid Prime Pinball. Let's see. No, you can buy it. There you go. It's available on um, on eBay for relatively cheap, although brand new. Oh, because of the Rumble Pack. That's why. It's like 85 bucks US if you want it brand spanking new with the Rumble Pack. But you can get it fairly cheap. You can get it for like 30 bucks if you don't want the Rumble Pack. But anyways, it was just a decent game. It was a fun game. It wasn't like, you know, the greatest thing. Like I said, it's not going to set the world on fire here. But it was certainly uh, a fun game and certainly worth checking out, I would say. And with that, without having the back and forth with Steven, we always typically have shorter podcasts. So I'm just going to wrap this up by saying I hope you all are uh, having a very good new year. And I'm certain that we're going to get better Nintendo Directs throughout the year. It just looks like we're going to have a fairly slow first half of the year for the Switch. And honestly, this is exactly what Steven and I had talked about uh, in our predictions. And it's going to be interesting to go back and see how our predictions actually hold up. But uh, I'm looking forward to Tropical Freeze. I think that's actually going to be uh, a really good game, especially with like a baby mode like that, I think is is going to help out. And uh, Hyrule Warriors, yeah, I don't really know why they would have opted for that instead of like Mario or um, or Captain Toad, unless they're just worried that it could cause confusion if people are thinking that, you know, this is the sequel to Mario Odyssey and then they put it like in their system. But that's where Steven was smart by saying a double pack, because if it was a double pack, then people would understand, oh, okay, this must be, you know, like a like a budget release. All right, guys, that's pretty much it. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I thank Stephen for uh, joining us and then ditching us to go play uh, Blossom Night. That, that's always appreciated. And uh, for everyone else, uh, be sure to leave a comment. Let us know. Don't forget that our podcasts uh, are always posted on iTunes and other podcast services before they're posted on YouTube. So be sure to follow that if you'd like to uh, listen to these the second they're uh, good to go. And uh, that's pretty much it. So we'll see you in two weeks. Uh, Probably going to be a uh, Canadian gamers where we'll talk a little bit about the PlayStation 4 because there was some some big sales numbers for for that system. Just hit a major milestone. And uh, we'll see if there's anything to discuss for Xbox. And uh, we'll uh, we'll go from there. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining. We'll catch you all later. Take it easy, everyone.